when disaster strikes. Will you be ready? Good evening, and we begin tonight with the monster hurricane and its deadly impact already. When all hope is gone, will the government be there for you? If you're looking for ways to take your prepping to the next level, then you've come to the right place. Broadcasting from a secure and well-prepared location, it's time for Prepping 2.0. And now, please welcome authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Hello everyone, Shelby Gallagher here. Welcome to Prepping 2.0. I am joined today by my co-host in life and co-host on Prepping 2.0, Glenn Tate. Hello, dear. How are you? I'm just peachy. How are you? Just just bueno. Hey, we have a great topic today. This is a combination of a topic and kind of a profile of somebody. Um, we have Jason with us, who is a former mercenary um, and I guess private military contractor, whatever you want to call him. He picked up stakes and moved all the way across the country to be with Tribe. We're going to talk about what that is, basically a team, a mutual assistance group. And the reason he took that rather uh, dramatic step is something he's going to talk about. We'll give you a hint. It, it has to do with this year, 2020, and stuff that's going down. Plus, he can tell us about what life is like in a terrible place uh, where there's you know no rule of law and, and no essential services and that sort of stuff. And then uh, he's, he's going to give us some theories about, you know, why the country's messed up and um, also maybe some predictions for 2020. So that's kind of our topic today. But uh, we'd like to tell folks, Shelby, that we have, this is Geeky, a brand new recording soundboard. What is the name of that soundboard? It is the Zoom H6. Did you say Zoom? I did say Zoom. that's fun stuff. We are total dorks, aren't we? Children of the 70s. If you don't know what that was, there was a show on uh, public television in the 70s for kids. It was so lame. It was called Zoom. And they had the lamest theme song. And these little kids were singing lamely. And that's what you just heard. So there you go. Thank you to YouTube for having an archive of dumb 70s shows um, and kids singing in them. So that was a good time. So if the, you want to check it out, go look up Zoom on it's YouTube. A real thing. It's a real thing. Very 70s. And um, as we were setting up our new Zoom setup. Which is a real thing. The which, Zoom H6 is, is an a, actual that's mixing a real, board. That's a real mix, like, like so, receiver. So we saw the so, name, yeah, Zoom, and we both started singing the song because we're like dorks. For like two weeks straight. Yeah, it's, it's in our head. It will not leave because we are complete dorks. Anyway, that was fun. You're probably going to be hearing um, the Zoom um, kids singing like at random places in forthcoming episodes because it's kind of fun. So anyway, Shelby, tell us about item number 52 on the top 100 things that go the quickest in a collapse. So we haven't done this for a little while because of the holidays and whatnot, um, but number 52 is on the list of top 100 things to go in a collapse, and it's based on a list that out of the Bosnian experience of the collapse, and you can find it on our website, prepping2-0.com on the lower right. Number 52 is bug repellent. Yeah, and go ahead. Sorry. Dear. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. If you've ever been in a super buggy, buggy place that where you can get eaten alive, that is a thing. Where we live, it's not so much, but it can be depending on what body of water you're near. Um, but I, yeah, the other thing to keep in mind, bugs do transmit things like fevers and, and disease, especially that's why you need to get like a malaria sort of um, vaccination before you travel to certain countries. That can be a big deal. Yeah, and so true. We we rarely here in the Pacific Northwest even think about bug repellent. I have some of it. By the way, I found that Ben's bug repellent works pretty well. There's like, what is it, DTH or DH or there's like a chemical in them. DEET. DEET. D-E-E-T is yeah. not a good chemical. Yeah, and um, so think about that. There's some natural stuff, but I don't know. Um, our guest is from the South, as will be apparent from listening to him speak, and we might ask him if he has, uh, when he comes on, some some bug repellent ideas. But hey, even if it's not something you need every day because maybe you live where we live, it's a great thing to barter and it could be very helpful. The other thing is that, and this is, I have not researched this and I probably should, there's a lot of natural natural bug repellents out there that um, depending on what part of the country and what, you're, what bugs you're dealing with that are very beneficial too. So find ways to do that. that uh, for sure, number 52, stock upon some sort of bug repellent that applies to where you live. 
Exactly. Well, we would like to mention our sponsors. We're going to be relatively short with this because they all have ads and you can get all the websites and everything from the ads. First one is EMP Shield. Love those guys. They make a device that for real uh, protects whatever thing it's wired into from an EMP. New Mana, N-U-M-A-N-N-A, which does long-term bulk freeze-dried food. Katie Armor, C-A-T-I, which stands for Come and Take It Armor. Don't you love that? Um, that's steel body armor with anti-spall coating. Really good entry-level kind of um, body armor. And then Backwoods Home, which is a quarterly magazine, a real live paper, comes in the mail magazine that we've, we love. And you can um, hear the ads and find out how to get all the discount codes. Shelby, I think it's time to see what's in the merch shack. Hey kids, what's in the merch shack? We've been really kind of working on that slowly and steadily over the holiday season. Um, if you go check it out, you can go to, again, prepping2-0.com and click on shop, the shop tab. Um, t-shirts, hoodies, all of that. We've updated it. And one of the things that happened kind of the last few months of 2019 was the whole 1776 2.0. We're all feeling it that there's going to be some sort of civil unrest, especially with the Virginia laws, especially with the impeachment, especially with just these super divisive, mean-spirited sort of divisions happening. And um, we had a sticker made with those. And so feel f- we have a ton of them. Feel free to go over there and check out some of the new things that are going on. And you and I have had some really good conversations about new merch coming up this year. So we'll always mention that. Um, we also, if you haven't checked it out, a good time to do it. Check out the Patiently Awaiting the Collapse t-shirts. We got a whole new stock of those too and updated the, the sizes as well. Tell me about Iron Unicorn Apparel. Yes, I want to give a huge shout out to these folks. Iron Unicorn Apparel. Just Google them. That's their website, ironunicornapparel.com. Give a big shout out to Jason over there. He has been so instrumental in helping me find a new uh, just vendor for t-shirts and sweatshirts that that makes shipping really easy and all of that. And the great patriot, great guy. And you can check out some of the projects they do at their uh, Facebook page. And just shout out to Jason. That man's a hardworking man. When he's doing orders, he does them for days and days at a time to get things fulfilled and on time and right. And he's a good guy, good patriot and uh, our new vendor for t-shirts and hoodies. Yeah, he does uh, merch for some other people that I have a lot of respect for. One that comes to mind is SOE Tactical. So he's in the community. You know what I mean? He's like, he's not some fly-by-night well, dude. And also Ammo Supply Warehouse, one of our great, um, we've, oh, we've had um, Butch on from there as one of our guests. So yeah, nice, nice folks over there. Exactly. And we wanted to mention the Patreon supporters goodies. We send out goodie bags. Um, if you're a Patreon supporter at varying levels, you get varying things uh, either at the end of the year or the middle of the year. So uh, those of you who were 10 and $20 a month supporters at the end of 2019, you are getting thumb drives, these really cool thumb drives that look really neat, that have all the episodes from 2019 on them. There's 60 episodes on there, so you can listen to them whenever you want, which is kind of cool. And the cutoff for that was the end of the year. I'm still shipping them out now, so I want to let people know about that because if you're not a Patreon now at those levels, you can be. And then when it's the end of 2020, you'll get all of the 2020 shows shipped to you in January 2021. And also uh, in July... We have goodie bags for all of our Patreons, no matter what letters or what level, pardon me. And we send them out in July. So if you're a Patreon now, in July, you'll be getting goodie bag. We ordered all of the custom made like logo stuff for it. It is so cool. We're not going to tell you what's in it. It's going to be a big surprise. Think of it as Christmas in July. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah, and so there's there's some of the benefits of being Patreons. It's one of the ways we say thank you to everybody. One more announcement for folks before we get into Jason, who's joining us via Skype. Um, we have a oh, different Jason than the Iron Unicorn yes. guy. Yeah, two Jasons. There are a lot of Jasons out there. Yes, there are. Jason's here. Jason's there. Jason's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Pam Radio, PAM Radio, which is Prepper Amateur Radio, which is a free phone app, flashcard app that... I have developed that has all the stuff you need to know about prepper amateur radio and none of the stuff you don't. No equations, no geeky stuff. It's it's designed because you're like me. A couple months ago, I was like, I need to know this topic. 
I don't need another hobby. I don't have 10 hours to go on YouTube and learn all these dumb details about the ionosphere. I don't care about the ionosphere. I want to talk to my team guy in the next room and see if that room's been cleared. That's all I care about. And so these are coming out in February. Pam-radio.com is the website. You sign up, give us your email, and we'll reserve you a copy and send you a link to the free app when it comes out, as I say, about February. This Pardon me for saying, I think this is going to be kind of a game changer in the prepping world when it comes to comms, because so many people were like, oh, why don't I just learn how to like rebuild a Chevy engine while I'm at it? I mean, that should be easy. It's this big hill that nobody wants to climb. And now it's easy. So we're very excited about that. Well, here's what everyone's been looking for, which is Jason, uh, our guest who's who's joining us on Skype. Uh, Jason, are you there, sir? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm here, Glenn. Can you hear me? I uh, sure can. Thank you for joining us. Hey, um, I wanted to give a quick intro of Jason and some of his background, but not all of his background. you see where I'm going with this. Um, Jason was in the military, did cool stuff, uh, was a private military contractor in Afghanistan and did some cool stuff, and then came home and did law enforcement and did some cool stuff. We're going to be vague about that because we quite honestly, don't want anybody knowing who he is. We have him on the show because um, he's a friend of a friend and he's made some pretty big life decisions um, based on 2020 and what's coming and prepping. And so, um, Jason, why don't you tell folks, you know, this big decision you made and what did you do late in 2019 in anticipation of 2020? Uh, Well, I I was working in uh, South Carolina. And um, sounded like Maine with the accent. I thought maybe it was Maine. So okay. No. <laughs> so I was working in South Carolina as uh, as a paramedic, and um, I was doing that for the last three or four years. And the money just got to be um, just not enough. Uh, <clears throat> uh, you know, I have a wife and four kids, and uh, you know, I support them, and they just got to the point where I was starting to be able not to support them. So anyway, I, uh, knew a good friend of mine who's in Afghanistan with me. Um, he lived, uh, in one of the Southern States. I can't remember which one it was, but, um, he, uh, moved up to Washington state for a job up there because he knew, he knew some people in his company and, uh, we got to talking and, um, it sounded like a good thing. Um, everything was squared away. So, uh, long story short, I, uh, picked up, you know, I quit my job there in South Carolina, picked up States and drove four days across the United States to Washington state from South Carolina. And, um, to be, uh, you know, to be here, um, most importantly, be, be tribe, Exactly. And that's the, that's the reason we're having you on is because it wasn't just to get a different job. It wasn't because, you know, you love all the liberals here. It wasn't because you're a big Seahawks fan. It was for tribe. Describe to folks what that means and why it's important. Tribe means that you're, you're a part of, uh, something bigger than yourself. Um, you think, you know, it's, it's like a tribe of Indians, um, the all, everybody belongs in that group. Uh, it's not a large group. Um, but, uh, everybody belongs in that group. Tribe is family. Now a tribe is, goes by different names, uh, out there. It's just the tribe. It's the term you and me are using right now. Um, I think it's a really good term. Other terms are a team, uh, right. a, a mutual assistance group, all that kind of stuff. And Shelby, what are we always talking about on this show about prepping 2.0? What's one of the, what's one of the next steps from having your own beans and bullets? What's one of the next steps? It's well, it's to create that group that, and and we've talked about it. <clears throat> and I would say our conversations because we've known Jason now a few months, and I think he was kind of the one that kind of inspired us to the word tribe and. Um, and what that means, and it's hard, and I, I, I know that Jason kind of took a pause there. It's like, what, I don't know what else to say. It's like Indians, yes, but it's also, to me, if I can add to that too, and Jason, jump in here and stop me. Um, what is a tribe willing to do for other members? It's, to, me, to me, and I spoke about this on our last show, the whole, I can depend on them 
and not just depend on them for, you know, a cup of sugar, depend on them for life and death sorts of things. And they can depend on me for the same things. So Jason, when you think about that in terms of tribe, what does that make you think of as well? Because with your military background, you know what it's like to depend on somebody for your life and they can depend on you. So how does that work into the kind of describing tribe? <clears throat> well, you, you nailed it on the head when you're talking about the military, you know, it's about the guy standing next to you, you know, that was, you know, that's tribe. Um, so when you use that, uh, analogy, that was spot on, um, <clears throat> tribe, <sighs> tribe is, is more than family. It's, um, you know, tribe has done for me um it's volumes uh i mean i <clears throat> saved your life maybe tribe member yep you know, when absolutely. you were in a fight of some kind somewhere absolutely absolutely yeah, yeah. And that's what it is. It's it's beyond somebody who will take you to the airport, right? right. I mean, you know, or somebody. <laughs> think think about um, think Hope about you hide a gun from your wife that you bought that you don't want her to know about. Think I mean, a, that's one kind of. Think friend. about a close friend of yours that if you got a flat tire at two o'clock in the morning on the interstate and he lived like <laughs> three or four states away, you knew if you could call him at you know at two in the morning, tell him you need help changing a tire that he would get in the car and come help you. That's tribe. Exactly. And the the second half of tribe that people don't, I think, talk about as much is that being a member of a tribe means not only can you make that call, but you're going to take that call. Yeah. Right. And it's and it goes both ways. And in times like we're in and really the times we're going to be facing as we go into 2020, more on that probably in a while, um, you need that level of support. It seems like in the old days when everybody was like all comfy and lived in suburbs and nothing bad ever happened. You could call like a towing company or AAA. It's like you didn't need tribe in the past because you would just go on to like Yelp and find somebody who would like come out and for a fee, like do what you needed to do. So it's, it's not just getting practical stuff done. It's that a lot of practical stuff now needs to be done, right? That's exactly it. Yeah. Um, do you find it weird that here's where I'm coming from this. Let me back up. You know, I'm civilian and everything. And to me, the concept of tribe makes a ton of sense, but it took a while for me to come to that conclusion, right? Because let's go, let's say like 10 years ago before as a prepper and before the United States was falling apart in such a clear and demonstrable way. <laughs> no, I was like, yeah, I was like tribe. Well, that'd be like an Indian tribe or like in like, I don't know, some, some, isolated island, Papua New Guinea, that's where you have tribe. And I understood what tribe was, but it really wasn't something Americans do. Um, And now it makes so much sense that it's what Americans do. But, so that's my perspective. And I bet your perspective, something like this, you've seen tribe, you've seen Afghan tribes, you've seen American tribes doing stuff. And correct me if I'm wrong, it it makes a ton of sense to you that given what we're facing in this country, that tribe would become an actual concept here in America, whereas we haven't ever really had that concept. <clears throat> I agree, but what extent or to what level of uh, amount of people would you consider tribe if you're going into the United States? To me, when I say tribe, it's a very small circle of friends. Um, so if you were want to talk about that way, just think of how many little gangs you have running around. Um, good gangs. And I talk about yeah. it in my books. There's good gangs and bad gangs, oh, but yeah. a gang is like a, a human organizing element. It's like human beings organize into gangs for good and for evil. And it's like, we got to get past the idea that all gangs are bad. You know, a tribe is a gang and a tribe is good. You're right. It is. Yeah. And so, um, tell us about some of the tribal stuff that you saw in Afghanistan. How does an Afghani tribe work? And then tell us about how American military units, small units are gangs or tribes and how they work. So start off with the Afghan thing. I mean, people need to understand how that works because it, I think that the Afghan idea of a tribe is pretty much how most of humanity is and how we're going to be. So how does an Afghan tribe work in, in general terms? Well, Afghan tribe has got their stuff together more than 
than an American tribe. <laughs> they, um, they're very close-knit. I mean, of course, they live in <clears throat> this village, um, you know, that they've, they've grew up there. You know, they live there, and they're probably going to die there. Um, you have your village elder. Um, <clears throat> when it when they really come together, well, the one, not all of them. There's, there's most of them are good, but um, you know sometimes uh, the things that I saw when they really come together is when it's time to cultivate the poppy. <clears throat> poppy uh, meaning uh, opium poppy, right? Correct. Yeah. So they have uh, the number joint one economic export, export uh, joint economic uh, <clears throat> ventures. It sounds right. like okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, but American tribe. Um, maybe like Southern families, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I would see American, American tribes. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what the, what the government would do. Um, you know, see if they could, uh, swing together some kind of large mass number of people, you know, whether it's Republican or Democrat, um, tribe kind of that, what, you know, that that's kind of like far out there. Well, I think small tribes get together, become medium sized tribes, become large tribes is what you're talking about. And, and I, uh, and I ask you and I, and I'm sorry, I didn't follow up with this. We have about three minutes, but tell us how small military units, American military units, are, are kind of like tribes. And I'm assuming you're in an isolated place and it's small. This isn't like 4,200 people in barracks, you know, like in Germany. We're no, talking like no. Afghanistan, maybe an, an A-team of special forces or something like very, that. Very, uh, very close-knit. Um, very close-knit. I tell you, when I was over there, um, I could be with nobody else that I wanted to be with the guys I was with. Uh that is, it's all about the guy next to your left and to your right. That's it. <clears throat> it's um, sitting back while you're on duty and knowing that the guys that are sleeping and, you know, they know that while I'm on watch, they're going to be okay. You know, I mean, it is so close knit. Um, it's precision. <clears throat> um, I would say next to the tribe I have now, um, that would be the, the the second right there. The guys that I was with, uh, overseas with tribe. Right. And, and it seems like there's no other, I don't know, group or way of doing things that would work. You couldn't have like an HR department and telling people to go and like, well, while you're sleeping, you're working. I mean, it strips away all that formality, right? It's like it cuts out the middleman. Exactly. It's what works. And, and it's, do you agree with this? It's it's how we're designed as people, and that we've had in the past fifty whatever hundred years in this country, all of this fanciness and all of this comfort and all of this artificiality, kind of injected into how we live. But when you get down to it, human beings are are tribal creatures. Well, human beings are supposed to. They're, they're meant to be with other human beings, you know, that's the reason solitary confinement in prison is so effective. <clears throat> You're meant to be with other, other people. So it's only natural for, for everybody to click up and become a tribe. Exactly. Well, we're going to come back in the second segment, hear more from Jason. We're going to talk about tribe. We're going to talk about 2020 and we're going to talk about well, we're going to ask him why he thinks the country's messed up and what got him to move from gun-friendly South Carolina to gun-unfriendly Washington. Must have been something. Stick around. We'll be right back with more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Shelby Gallagher and Glenn Tate right after this. Shelby Gallagher here. We found that you need to layer your food preps. Yeah, this is Glenn Tate here. A lot of times the hardest part of layering is the long-term foods. We love Numana foods, which have a 25-year shelf life and are non-GMO. Also, organic meals are available. Numana comes in family-style portions and in bulk. This is not backpacking food. It's family meals that last for at least 25 years. The perfect freeze-dried part of your food layering. You can get a sample of Numana meals for $19.95 and see for yourself. You will be amazed. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount by entering the code PREP. Go to Numana.com or click the link on the Prepping 2.0 website. 
Give it a try. Numana.com. That is N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. When the grid goes down, darkness will descend fast. Used to be there was nothing you could do about an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, or CME, coronal mass ejection. Now you can protect your electronics, protect your family, thanks to EMP Shield. EMP Shield invented a simple to install device that prevents whatever's connected to it from frying in an EMP or CME, and it costs just a few hundred dollars. EMP Shield has been tested by independent laboratories and passed muster with the government, which has ordered lots of them. Google EMP Shield and see for yourself. And save some money. Get a $50 discount per device. Go to prepping2-o.com. Click on the Friends and Affiliates page, then click on the EMP Shield logo. At checkout, use coupon code PREPPING2.0. It's all one word. Prepping 2.0 is about that next level of prepping. One of the key 2.0 items to have is bulletproof body armor plates. I used to think body armor was too tactical for a regular guy like me, but it isn't. Give yourself, your family, and your team an unfair advantage when bullets are flying. Body armor used to be expensive and hard to get. Not anymore. KD Armor, and that stands for come and take it, makes solid and affordable body armor for normal people. Get body armor while you can. The clowns in Congress are trying to prohibit future sales. KD Armor is the place to get it. C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount when you use the coupon code GRANT. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Looking to meet other like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own prepper group? Already have a group? Join PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet has gathered the biggest names in the industry to help unite preppers everywhere. Join John Jacob Schmidt, Scott Hunt, Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy, Glenn Tate, Shelby Gallagher, Charlie Hogwood, Samuel Culper, Survivor Jane, Rick Austin, Franklin Horton, Ryan Mitchell, and Brian Duff. Our team is united. Check us out at PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. PrepperNet.com. And we're back with more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Welcome back, everyone. Shelby Gallagher here, joined by our awesome guest, Jason, who has a very amazing history um, in in the military, in uh, private military contracting, in law enforcement, uh, EMT, uh, paramedic sort of services. And he has just recently uprooted himself and moved across country for the sheer reason, based on what he is seeing happening in our country right now, uh, to find tribe and to land in a place where we know he and his family will be safe. And um, so my question to you as we carry on this conversation, Jason, is, and, I, and I'm excited to hear your answer about this because preppers want to know what does, tri- we know from our first half of this tribe looks like and what it looks like for you from a military point of view, what does it look like and now in the United States as a civilian, what is tribe? Tribe is very close friends and family. Um, tribe is something, um, like I had stated, <coughs> excuse me, where I had stated that, you know, um, when you're on guard duty, um, you uh, are on watch so your other guys can sleep and the guys sleep and know that, that they can sleep soundly and good because they know that you're on watch and you got their back. Um, Awesome. Yes. And I, I talk about that so much and I appreciate that you say that it's, I need to be able to depend on someone for my life and vice versa, that they can depend on me for their life. How do you find tribe? Tribe finds you. Um, it's you have to, and if it doesn't find you, you can go out and seek it. But it's just like-minded people. Um, my tribe is. Uh, I have like little three set. I have like three sets of little tribes. <clears throat> um, that it's I, called being diversified. It's, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. Hey, it's twenty twenty. It's twenty twenty. You got to be. <clears throat> That's right, man. <clears throat> so, uh, I have my first. My first tribe is my family, is my wife and my kids. Um, and then, you know, outside of that, you know, she has her family and, and my family, you know, as far as like my mom and my stepdad, um, you know, she has her, only my brother, I'm sorry. And, uh, she has her dad and her brother. <clears throat> so that's my first tribe. The second tribe would be the people that were in law enforcement with me, uh, in the military with me. Um, I probably have two or three of those 
at the most, and they're spread out throughout the United States. Um, Which like, is why you ended up coming out to Eastern Washington. Exactly, like, yeah. because one of those one of those three people um, is uh, was in my circle of friends uh, of my tribe, and um, he came out here, found a good thing, and uh, invited me to to come out. He wouldn't he wouldn't ask me to <clears throat> uproot my life and come all the way out here. Um, if it wasn't, uh, something worthwhile, um, but that's, that's tribe. Um, that's tribe finding you. It sounds like, well, yeah, but you know, for someone to, um, you know, give you a phone call and know, know that you're struggling and, you know, tribe reaches out and they, they help each other. Um, my tribe here, I had, uh, financial struggles, um, that were not going to allow me to move up here. And I had a friend of mine who was in my tribe loaned me the money and, uh, and got me up here. Um, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's tribe. That's changing a tire at two in the morning. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what everyone's asking? And, and I knew they were going to start wondering this, uh, at the end of the first segment. And then it's like a terrible trick we use to keep people's attention. And anyway, that is you, everyone out there, you move from South Carolina where you can buy guns and vending machines at a gas station. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I can, well, of course I have a concealed weapons permit too, as I believe everybody should have. Exactly. And, um, you can go, uh, South Carolina, or at least where I'm from in South Carolina, uh, you can go in there, show them your concealed weapons permit, you know, and walk out 15 minutes later with whatever gun that you want. And people are going, why did you move to Washington state where there's like, it's like left coast and all this stuff. Now it's Eastern Washington. So it's a little better. I mean, not why did you move, but is it that tribe is so much more important than gun laws that are on the books that tribe drove you here and, and the gun laws were like a little detail. It was, it was, it was a small detail. Um, it's a big detail for some people. Um, but tribe, uh, was a bigger detail than, um, my state laws that I had in South Carolina. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, um, anything else to add about tribe? Cause now I'm going to ask you about what you see coming in 2020. 2020. Um, not the summer Olympics. It sounds like, uh, no, or is it the winter Olympics? I don't care. This is one of the two. Of course you have the elections. That's going to, that's going to come up. Right. Um, that's going to be very interesting to see. Um, I'm a Republican. It's okay. You can be proud <laughs> yeah. of that these days. Four yeah. years ago, it would have gotten you beaten up here in the western part of the United States, but you're yeah. okay. So yeah, so you're from the south. Of course, I, you're a Republican. I hope uh, you know. I hope to see Trump reelected. Um, if he is reelected, I would see some. I would expect to see some backlash, especially from anti-Trump protesters, Antifa, you know, and, and things like that. Um, as far as what's going on in the Middle East. Um, that's anybody's game. You can't predict, you can't predict what another country is going to do, especially when you have a, a dictator like they do. Um, so it's, it's, I would, I would expect to see more tit for tat coming. <clears throat> um, and then, uh, and then we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, I don't see a, a war. Um, I don't think either country wants that. And if they do that, it's just going to, more destabilize the Middle East than what it already is with Afghanistan and Iraq. Um, let's see, domestically. Yeah. I was going to say domestically. Yeah. What do you think of that? Uh, 2020 domestically. It's going to be hard to say. Um, the elections are going to have a big part of it. Um, but, uh, you want me to give predictions for uh, what do I think, like society and all yes. that? Everything, because here's a cool thing. Nobody really knows who you are. So if you're wrong, nobody's going to like <laughs> yeah. point at you and laugh. So you can say anything you want. I mean, be as, I mean, tell us what you really think. Like what's happening currently in the country? Well, really, what's and if the Seahawks happen? are going to win the Super Bowl. No, I'm kidding. Well, 
Yeah, go Hawks, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> so your new moved, favorite team. Well, you know, I moved up to Washington State, you know, so I I know uh, Seattle Seahawks are a big thing up here. So when in Rome, do with the Romans, I guess. That's <laughs> go right. buy me a hat or a T-shirt or something. <laughs> <laughs> Try to blend in. Yeah. <clears throat> that accent will give you away. <laughs> <laughs> so... 2020. I see it getting a lot worse. Um, I really do. Uh, you look at um, cities like San Francisco, Seattle, Los Angeles. Um, you look at cities like that and they're just, they're feral. They're just lost Sodom and Gomorrah feral cities. Um, <clears throat> I currently work in a large city and it's uh it's 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 unreal the homeless the drug use um and it's only going to get worse and the violence the violence the the unchecked violence this is still a culture shock for me this is a culture shock from a man who is seen violence yeah up close and personal what he sees in a big city on the West Coast is shocking, Tim. I want to it, stop for a minute and put an exclamation point on that. Absolutely. And you've been in places where there's no law in the traditional sense of the word. There's tribal law, but there's right. no like like the Afghan police saying, well, under Afghan penal code section 42, dot, yeah. dot, dot. You've seen what we're going to call American to Americans lawlessness. And now you're in Seattle and you're seeing stuff that shocks you. Yes, yeah, it, um, <clears throat> I come from, uh, in South Carolina where I was living, the population was probably 1,500, 2,000, something like that. It's a very small town. We had two stoplights. Um, and to come up here and work, uh, in Seattle. Now I've, like, I, you know, like you re- reiterated, I've been around, seen a lot of things. Um, I've worked in other large cities. Um, but Seattle is just in a class all by itself. Um, I work for uh, some stores in Seattle where the homeless population comes in and just shoplifts on a whim. Um, <clears throat> they, uh, you can sit there and call 911 and the dispatcher, the police 911 dispatcher will straight up tell you if it's for shoplifting that no one's going to come because they're, they're too backed up on calls and a shoplifter doesn't have priority over the calls they have holding. <clears throat> so you can call 911, nobody's coming. So what do you do? You know, you man up and you handle it yourself. <clears throat> I hope it doesn't go sideways. And if you're homeless, you just keep stealing stuff. Right. And Why wouldn't you? And there's nothing, there's nothing you can really do about it. You know, you can't physically detain a person, you know. You just have to, you're pretty much like a scarecrow. You know, you just stand there and, um, you know, hope they comply and listen to you while you're talking to them. Otherwise, they just walk right out the door and you can't do anything. Uh, but Seattle is um, is a huge culture shock. Uh, traffic, weather, um, homelessness, the drug epidemic of heroin in, in Seattle is just unreal. I've never been in a place where, I mean, I've been in places where the heroin comes from. The poppy right. fields in <laughs> Afghanistan. That's where it all starts. Seattle, more heroin than Afghanistan. Yeah, and but to be in a be in a place where the drug use is so accepted, and, and they just do it out in the open. I mean, they have safe uh, injection sites locations in Seattle. I mean, come on. And that's in, like you just said, that's in LA, that's in San Francisco. And I'm going to add in there because I'm from there, Portland, that's in Baltimore, that's in New York, that's in all of these. This is what I call collapsing cities. So when we go back to what do you think is going to happen in 2020 and we have elections coming up and we have a more, just this divide that's happening between what I want to, I call those who want to preserve the constitution, those who want to erode it. What do you, what are other things? And shoot up in safe injection sites. Exactly. Yeah. And protect injection sites instead of actually doing something about it. What are your, what do you, as you think about that some more, what do you, what do you think about 2020, 2020? I think it's going to be a kick-ass year. Yeah. Well, and um, so let's, let's say, and, and obviously you're, your prepper and all of that. I mean, you may not call yourself that, but you know, we talked off air and you are, so you'll appreciate this. So for whatever reason, power goes out or, um, 
there's fighting in Washington State, you know, kind of like we, we might see in Virginia, right? I mean, right. where you got, you know, attempted gun control, it might be confiscation, may not be, but whatever. You've got um, unruliness, let's say that Trump wins in 2020, right. and in November, everyone in Seattle is smashing windows, oh, and stealing stuff too, but it's like, it's all about politics when they go and they steal you know, a bunch of like oh, Kit Kats or like oh, yeah. Reese's Pieces or something. Oh, yeah. um, and so you've got disturbance, disorder um, in Seattle. Do you think, based on what you've seen of those, you know, people, do you think they're all going to hunker down and stay there? Or do you think they're going to they're gonna start trying to leave and come out into the countryside? They probably won't make it over to eastern Washington where you live. You live in eastern Washington and work for long periods in Seattle. Right. But anyway... I mean, do you think they're going to stick around? I mean, do they have no energy or no ambition? Or are they going to go out into the suburbs and start doing the same stuff out there? They're going to do everything. When it comes, they're, they're going to go everywhere. They're feral animals. Exactly. They're going to go wherever they can. And the best thing to do when society breaks down like that um, is two options, bug out or bug in. <clears throat> and those... Uh, are, is an option and a choice that you have to make and no one else can make it for you. You have to weigh your options, uh, whether or not it's more uh, um, preferable to you and, uh, <clears throat> and advantageous to bug out, to, to, to go to a different location, like to go from South Carolina to Washington State. Yeah, for example. For example. Um, or you bug in. You know, and if you decide to bug in, then, um, you know, you have all your prep and supplies and and all that that you've got stocked up. And whoever um, these feral ass people <clears throat> come, you know, come on uh, your property or they come to do harm to your family is just lay some hate. There you go. So what would you if you had some advice to give to preppers and we we did talk off air you you have a prepping background as you look at what you see happening in these cities out of these cities are is there any advice that you would give to people as a prepper as a prepper and, and all, from your experience always keep stocking and prepping um always uh don't don't get to a point where it's you know you say oh I've got enough you never have enough especially if you have a family children and, and a wife or a husband you know so forth um, yeah never never stop always rotate always rotate your stock um, I know I have I have a lot of uh, um, inst, you know instant meal kind of like MRE kind of meals um, that I that I bought or my brother also helped, helped me, uh, stock up on, um, I'm always having to rotate through those. Um, but my advice, you want, you want advice on the, if, you know, if it collapses or just prepping in general, both really, both, yeah. What Cause they're kind of related. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Um, <clears throat> hmm. While you're thinking, I'll, I'll make a, I'll, I'll kind of emphasize a point that you made because it's something we talk about on this show. And you talked about continuously doing, you know, a little bit of stuff. And that's one of the things that's important. If you're a, at the prepping 2.0 level, yeah. you're, you're constantly doing this because you realize you can't go onto Amazon Prime and it's <laughs> got the one year of everything you need, buy it now, right? Yeah. And you put it in your cart and you hit buy it now and it shows up because that doesn't exist. It has to be ongoing it has to be continual and cash flow is a thing you know everything you need for a year oh okay i have fifty two thousand dollars lying around maybe i don't no you don't i don't have to, you don't have to do have you ever seen those shows of extreme couponing oh geez you've yeah you that's just, a you just pressed queen. my button this, yeah. really yes, go for it. Go so, for it. so yeah these these people you know they have a tv show and it's about extreme couponing and a lot of people and i and including me you know i used to i used to make fun of it you know and my mom when of course, I was growing up, had this huge wooden box with all these coupons in it. And uh, she, um, you know, we used to go to the commissary on base and uh, she would spend three, four hours in the commissary, you know, buying groceries. And uh, but she would spend I mean, she would save all this all kinds of money. But I, I digress back to this TV show. You know, you have somebody they'll 
they invite the cameras into their home and you're able to see what they've stocked up on or, or what they've saved, I should say, uh, with all these coupons, you know, buy one, get five free or whatever it is. But you, you look at these people's homes and all the stuff <laughs> that they have stocked up, that's prepping. Exactly. I mean, that's that that's that's what it all comes down to. And I look at it, I was like, man, I, I bet you they saved X, Y, and Z on money doing that where, you know, the average person will just go to Sam's or Costco uh, and buy, you know, a couple cases of ramen or or stock up on whatever. Um, but that's the way to do it right there. It's really go amazing. Shelby, go. I know. I was going to say, you Jason, has read my book. Seriously, that's what got me started in prepping is that it's when you can stockpile things cheaply, stockpiling is is the premise to prepping is to stockpile things. And if you can do it cheaply or almost free, do it. And so, yeah, you just, yep. you just made me very happy. Thank you, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> um, why do you think the country's messed up? This is not the country that I grew up in or you grew up in. I miss America. I miss America. <clears throat> never, never uh, heard that before until, until I come up here and I saw that with Shelby it was uh it's spot on you know i miss america it, of course you know when you and i were growing up we didn't have certain amenities that, that in technology that they did they do now cell phones and the the internet <laughs> um you know we had the old uh tv that was built into furniture with you know three click channels and rabbit ears black and white tv um, where we watched Zoom. Where I was just saying, this is how we watched Zoom as kids <laughs> in the 70s, absolutely. Uh, you know, you went outside to play, you know. Streetlights came on, you came home, or you weren't that far enough where your mom come out and yell at you, yell your name, and you, and you came. Um, nowadays, you know, it's totally different growing up in America. Um, I love America. Uh, I love it to death. I wouldn't know signed up to defend it if I didn't and uh, even though I'm not in the military anymore I still hold that oath um, and, good on you but to, but to see some of the stuff that's going on is just is heartbreaking um, not just political I mean everybody gets wrapped up in the political stuff um, you know with the Democrats and Republicans for God's sake I wish they would just get along just one day together and we can get so much accomplished um, but that'll never happen. Um, and there's a lot of the social stuff too. I mean, you mentioned, you know, people just walking into a store and just walking out with stuff, shoplifting, and then shooting up outside the store and stuff, you know, oh, yeah. a lot of it, a lot of it's the social stuff. And, uh, um, <clears throat> how do we get to a point where people would have no shame whatsoever walking in and stealing and then just shooting up drugs, which last time I checked is a felony. I mean, how'd we get here? I mean, <clears throat> how did we get to ch transgender bathrooms? How did we get to uh, political correctness, safe spaces, Antifa? You know, how did how do we how do we get to that? Free college tuition if you vote for somebody who's going to give it to you. Bam. There, uh, college debt, pardon me. Yeah. There goes your $200,000 of college debt. How does that make you feel? Because let me guess, you didn't rack up $200,000 of college debt, and now you got to pay for somebody's. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel uh, pretty mad. Uh, it's, uh, <clears throat> I have two associates, and I have, and I have a bachelor's, and I did all three of them debt-free. Um, like with you, extreme couponing, I do extreme scholarships <laughs> and there's scholarships out there for anything. Oh, you're right-handed. There's $500, yeah. you know, oh, you can walk, talk and chew gum at the same time. There's $1,200, you know, they're out. The scholarships are out there. Um, all you have to, you have to put in the work to find them and, uh, you'll be able to do it. Of course, I also had the GI bill The GI bill took a big chunk of it and, and helped me out a lot. Uh, but it makes me mad to see a political uh, politician take a political s platform, and uh, that's one of his his uh, voting issues. You know, like Bernie. 
the, the, the platform being, I'm going to give you free stuff that other people got to pay for if you vote for yeah, me. Socialism. Absolutely. That's, that's exactly what that is, is socialism. Um, and we see how that worked out in Venezuela. Oh, and the exactly. list starts from there. Venezuela, Cuba. I mean, just what else? Um, California. Ever, California. <laughs> yeah, California. Right. It's, yeah, the, it, it inherently implodes on itself to a very tragic end, sadly. So, and that's what's going on. I have a question for you. We have about two more minutes in the regular show. And then, of course, we'll be taking this in the after show. As I always say, we don't intentionally get going and rolling and come to a really cool, interesting point and then say, oh, by the way, um, if you want to hear the other stuff, it's in the after show, which is available to Patreons only. But anyway, I'll, I'll ask you um, this question. Um, can regular people, not private military contractors, not people with your military background and law enforcement background, can regular people um, find and create and cultivate tribes? Or is this only something that like Green Berets do? No, anybody can do it. Anybody out there can find their own tribe. Um, you know, they have their friends, their family. Hell, even your neighbor um, can be uh, be tribe. Uh, no, it's not just military and all that, you know, high-speed, low-drag stuff. Anybody can be tribe. Um, if you're looking for tribe, um, it might be right in front of you. You just don't know. Uh, but tribe, like I said earlier, tribe finds you. Well, let me ask you this real quick, and we only have like a few more seconds. Is it an imperative part of your prepping? Yes, absolutely it is. Because sometimes you want to prep for your tribe, not just you. Bam. Um, Exactly, man. Exactly. Very good. Thank you so much, Jason, first of all, for joining us here today. And also, too, just for your service, for your sacrifice, for you have seen and done things that nobody else would do but you did in defense of our country. And for that, I am very grateful and um, good to know you. And it's been great getting to know you as you've come to Washington State. And I hope someday to get to meet you in real life. And um, any other thoughts there before I close this out, Glenn? No, I would. Well, yeah, one. And that is, and Jason hit it on the head, you know, tribe is prepping. Prepping is tribe. You can't do this alone. You can't just get stuff off of Amazon and do this alone. It'll never work. It didn't work in Afghanistan, and it's not going to work, you know, in your suburban town. So there you go. Shelby, take us out with your awesome quote. Failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Have a good week, everyone. You've been listening to Prepping 2.0 with authors Shelby Gallagher and Glenn Tate. All of the fun and easy prepping information heard on this podcast can be found online at prepping2-0.com. You can also find out more about Glenn's books online at 299days.com and about Shelby's books online at agreatstate.com. Until next time, be smart, be safe, and be prepared. Be prepared.